May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. I am Father Jason Bowden, for those of you who I don't know yet. Um, I am the curate or assisting priest at Trinity Anglican Church in Rock Island. Uh, And it's always good to be with you. I'm always thankful that Father Don calls upon me to come and be with you. Uh, You are my brothers and sisters in Christ. No matter whether we've met yet or not, we are brothers and sisters. And no matter the distance in time from when we're with each other, still the same remains. It's been quite a while since we've been together, but please know that you are always in my thoughts and my prayers, as well as those of your brothers and sisters at Trinity Church in Rock Island. Bishop Morales was excited to hear that I was coming and wanted me to extend his greetings and his love to you as well. And as God would have it, today's lectionary would bring a gospel reading that talks of, at face value, a very tough message. Tough as in, it can be hard to hear. For many of us, if not all, we strive for peace and harmony in our lives. For young people, you will learn as you get older how peace and harmony in life will make for so much more a pleasant life. But as we all know, truth can hurt. Truth can not only bring about division, but also pain. Truth can divide nations and even the world. And seemingly worst of all, truth can divide blood. Truth often causes family members to lose contact. But the good news is is that God is a relational God. He loves for us to be in union. He loves for us to get along. He loves for us to love our neighbor so much so that it is a law. The gospel lesson today is from St. Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 56. The first half of this reading let us call not peace, but division. It says this, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. What was this baptism that Jesus is speaking of concerning himself. I have, a bapti- I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Wasn't he already baptized by John in the wilderness? Of course he was. However, this baptism, as theologian and author J.C. Ryle once said, We learn from one thing from this verse, how thoroughly the heart of Christ was set on finishing the work he came into the world to do. This, as Ryle continues, is a baptism of suffering, 
of wounds, of agony, of blood, and of death. Yet none of these things moved him off course of completing them. The prospect of coming trouble did not deter him for a moment. He was ready and willing to endure all things in order to provide eternal redemption for his people. Zeal for the cause he had taken in hand was like a burning fire within him to advance his Father's glory, to open the door of life to a lost world, to provide a fountain for all sin and uncleanness by the sacrifice of himself. Those were the utmost thoughts of his mind. He was pressed in spirit till this mighty work was finished. It is truth, and the world should know, that Christ endured all these things willingly, lovingly, and of his own free choice, submitting to the will of the Father. Now take heart, that is also true that the heart of Jesus, as is it was here on earth, and is still the same. By this I mean that he still delights and has zeal in receiving, forgiving, justifying, and saving souls. However, as hard as we work for it, and no matter how much we all want it, there will be no total peace on earth until Christ comes again. And this is where we must know and remember that truth can hurt. Truth causes division. Truth can divide blood. We must as Christians have the same zeal that Jesus had and has for living out God's truth and receive, forgive, and lead people to Jesus Christ. Let Jesus be Jesus. We just have to be willing. Hear that again. Let Jesus be Jesus. We just have to be willing. Willing to do His will. Willing to live His commands. Willing to be little Christ. Pray for that zeal. Pray for the Holy Spirit to lead you. Pray in submission to God's will for your life and let Him use you as He will. As you were created to be. And now let's look at part two of this gospel lesson, which we could call interpreting the time. Starts in verse 54. He says, He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once a shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? I often tell young people in my ministry that, do you know why the apostles didn't use email? Because it wasn't invented yet. Otherwise, they would have. I believe. Now, with that being said, I read this passage as such. Remember first when this passage was written. There was no weather.com. There was no radar app. This reminds me of a time when, as a young man, my mother and father and I lived just outside of Memphis, Tennessee. We stood out on the front porch, my father and I, and watched some very ominous black clouds move from the west to the east. 
As the clouds appeared to be moving across the front of our house, they started to turn back towards the west. What ensued shortly after were twin tornadoes. But it was the quote of my father that I will never forget. I was 12 or so. I was still at the point where my dad knew everything. I waited for his wisdom to kick in and tell me that everything was going to be okay. What he said was this, Son, we're in for some deep doo-doo. Huh? What'd you say? (laughs) We were fine in the end. No one in the town perished. There was a lot of damage. Now the point of this story relating to this sermon is this. If you are a professed Christian, a believer, if you rest in the will and the word of God, then you must know that God is in control. Yes, the world around you can look like twin tornadoes have devastated everything you see. You can watch the news and in five minutes you'll see and realize the devastation that has ensued. The late Bishop Parsons, upon teaching his Old Testament classes, used to say to us students, in the beginning, God created man and woman. From there, we messed it all up. Now turn to chapter 5. That's what he'd say. (laughs) God rest his soul, I won't forget it. But the only things that matter... Or you have received his forgiveness, his truth, and have received salvation. Yes, dark clouds come into our skies, and we know that it will most likely rain. We know that when the winds blow from the south, it usually means warm winds will blow. Being a Christian doesn't mean life will be easy. And when we know his teachings, his love, and his truth, we know that we are saved. We were some 2,000 years ago. Remember that when this portion was written, God stood among them. God stood among them and yet was still rejected. They wanted so badly to have a Savior, and yet there he stood face to face with them. The prophecies had been fulfilled. They read them, they studied them, and yet could not see their nose in front of their face. And what does that mean for us today? We are His, yet we worry. We are His, yet we fear. We are His, yet we live our lives against His will. We turn away, we blow off praying, we skip church. We fail and we fall daily. But the good news is this. We get to start over every single day. A bad day does not equal a bad life. A bad day does not equal a bad life. Live in His love. Ask for His forgiveness. Remember that He has a zeal for loving you, forgiving you, protecting you, And you will never fall farther than he can reach. Our job is to submit. Let Jesus be Jesus. You just be willing. Spread that good news.
But don't get frustrated when those who refuse to listen. Pray for God to turn their hearts. You cannot, but he can. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.